Hello and welcome to the Ethical Reading Podcast, where like-minded and hearted people come together to make Reading a better place to live, work and do business. We'll hear from people who have interesting things to say about ethics in action, why ethics matters now more than ever to create a better world, beginning right here in Reading, and from leaders from local ethical businesses and organisations who share their insights on solutions that work for people, profit and the planet. We learn how to generate and sustain a vibrant ethical culture and the part all of us can play in creating positive change at work, home and the wider Reading community. I'm Linda Duff, your host and a volunteer with Ethical Reading. I look forward to our ethical journey together because together we make all the difference. In this series, Meet the Ethical Reading Directors, we find out how each director is world-class in their field of expertise. Although the last thing they do is blow their own trumpets, they're much too busy taking action for positive change. We discover their fascinating diversity and backstory. We learn about the inspiring projects and initiatives they lead and peek into the virtual boardroom to see who does what behind the scenes. Last but not least, they share their visions for Ethical Reading, which are bold, ambitious and definitely achievable when led by a group of collaborative leaders who are fuelled by so much passion. Lucky Reading. I'm delighted to be speaking with Gurpreet Singh, who's probably the best-known friendly face of Ethical Reading. He's given many presentations around town about Ethical Reading and has led the popular monthly Ethical Reading meetups. After completing an ethics course, Gurpreet was one of the original co-founders of Ethical Reading. Prior to that, he had a long career in large IT firms, including as Director of Emerging Technologies at Microsoft and in an MAO role as Chief Technologist at both Microsoft and Hewlett-Packard. Gerprit's academic background includes a degree in physics and a master's in electronics. He's been described by colleagues as a truly great inspirational leader, an advocate of customers and teams, and a great communicator. Gerprit has always been fascinated by why things are as they are, the physical world, and how we treat each other. He's a keen marathon runner and a lifelong fan of sci-fi books. So, a big welcome, Gerprit. Thank you, Linda. Delighted to be here. Now, I like to start by diving straight into ethics, uh, giving a foundation on where you're coming from, with a two-part question. What does ethics mean to you and why does ethics matter? So, over to you. Uh, thanks, Linda. So there's two um, two elements to that, and when we think when we think about ethics, when I think about ethics, uh, it's about doing the right thing. It's about making choices, making the right choices, and then acting on that. Um, so we we really are about um, ethics in action. So it's the doing bit. Um, when it comes to well, what does it mean around what is the right thing? For us, that really is about 
um, character traits. It's about virtues. So we want to inculcate, we want to encourage um, the right behaviours, behaviours such as uh, respect, compassion, responsibility, fairness, integrity, purpose, and collaboration or teamwork. It's very important these days where there is a lot going on, the world changes very fast, regulations and laws can't keep up. People have to make decisions all the time. And it's important that people make those decisions in the round, looking at the impact on people on the pl- on the planet as well as uh, profit. So this is where we want to develop people in the round, if you like, those characters in the round and uh, support people in making those decisions in a more thought-out way in terms particularly of how it affects people uh, and the planet in particular. And uh, what brought you to start Ethical Reading? Well, I met um, Chap Paul Jim Bignall um, on an ethics course, which was actually given by Dr. Dan Dennis from the University of uh, Oxford. They used to do these courses at the University of Reading campus. They've stopped doing that now, which is a shame. And I took early retirement. I was doing some of these courses, and one of them happened to be an ethics course. And I met Jim who had also had a long career in business and retired. And um, we thought the ideas that we were learning were so powerful that uh, we, you know, that we, we needed to land them somehow in the working environment, in, in, in the workplace. You know, there are many positive things about capitalism and the way the economy works at the moment. If you look worldwide, the number of people that are, uh, have been elevated out of poverty over the last, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. It's quite incredible. Um, at the same time, there have been a lot of scandals and there have been a lot of excesses when it comes to things like the way organisations think about the environment, but also in terms of excessive uh, CEO pay, uh, which has grown uh, dramatically over the last 30 years. We felt that there there needed to be a you know, a rebalancing there in terms of the benefits that businesses bring to the organisation, but also in terms of the expectations that we have about business in terms of their payback, in terms of their engagement into the community and the way they they look after people uh, as well that work for them. So um, that really was the, the genesis of the idea and the concept we convened a group of people with the help of uh, Jim Rogers, who's a senior partner for Grant Thornton, uh, senior leaders across uh, Reading, and we put this idea to them that you know, such a, would such an organisation get their support and their help, and would it be a benefit to the local community? And the unanimous answer was yes, it would. So, uh, really, it was on the back of that that we um, started, and uh, we launched formally in the January of 2018 and uh, we've grown now to what 44 45 partners and supporters and over 3000 individual members in that sort of time frame so you've definitely landed uh, you know definitely resonates with people in the community i think so i think so and you know it was a deliberate um, policy right at the beginning to not only target organizations but also the broad public it's important these days to do that um, for two reasons. Um, one is that, you know, all of these people work somewhere. 
Um, so we want to get this message out to all organisations, uh, but also to um, encourage debate in the broad public and the broad community and develop a movement, if you like, uh, that really helps to foster uh, these ideas and concepts and uh, get them into different groups, different workplaces, uh, through, a, through a, a parallel means, if you like, not just through our partners. And I just kind of sit back and think, gosh, so it started out as some ideas and you tried them out with some local business people and found some individuals. And it's still a long way from there to where Ethical Reading is now. It's been a, I can see a huge amount of work. Indeed. And uh, this is wholly down to the volunteers that we have. I mean, clearly uh, there are core directors and um, you know Jim in the meeting, myself, then Jill joined uh, shortly after that. Uh, we now have something like 20 volunteers. Um, Jim decided to, to, to move away and do some other things. The core volunteers give their time. They, most of them have full-day jobs as well. So this is a tremendous effort on their part. And, of course, our partners provide the means in terms of the funds for us to be able to do a lot of the things that we do, and we're forever grateful for that. At the same time, the energy and passion that our volunteers bring, such as yourself, Linda, is amazing. It's fantastic. And that really helps to move us forward uh, onto bigger and better things. And what now? I mean, I'm sure, quite sure uh, at certain point you've been doing everything. What's your role in Ethical Reading? Yeah, it's, it's kind of evolved. Um, you know, at the beginning, it was all hands to the pump, uh, doing the website, doing the marketing, sales and so on. Uh, as in any startup, you know, whatever needs doing, you, you, you pitch and do. Now, at the moment, uh, we have five directors, so we can specialise a little bit more in, in different parts. Uh, so Margaret, for example, Mark Gardner has joined us, and she's an uh, excellent job around marketing and operations, professionalising a lot of the back office things that we do, uh, putting our marketing efforts into a more structured programme and process, we have Antoine, who's leading our sales efforts, uh, and also our program around uh, ethical recruitment. We've recently also um, had Professor Brad Hooker join us, and he is leading our business ethics program, uh, our collaboration with the university, uh, which um, you know has led to uh, the development of our code of ethics which I encourage everyone to have a look at. Uh, it's the one we use, and you know I'd encourage every, anyone to uh, download it. And if they don't have one, uh, yeah, it's a great starting point for your own code of ethics. Uh, and of course, you can you can use it as it is if it's appropriate. And Jill, who's leading our Global Cities um, Ethical Cities program uh, and engagement with schools as well. So. You know, everybody is, um, has some portfolio or other. I continue to drive uh, the Healthy and Ethical uh, Workplaces program. And we've recently launched a program as part of that called the Service Provider Program, where we extend our uh, reach through smaller companies uh, and experts that are locally based who we know have a strong ethical values foundation, if you like, in terms of the way they work and the way they engage with our clients. And we're working with them to promote our messages, but also provide their services. And these are primarily around well-being, mental health, 
but also around business ethics and, and uh, going forward around sustainability. So, uh, you know, there are a number of different programs and um, each of the directors uh, leads one or two of those programs and also has a kind of a, a range of areas that they look after. So that, in short, you know, what I do and what some of the others do. Thanks for that. And, uh, I mean, you've, you've created your vision. My next question is, what's your vision for Ethical Reading? You've, you've created it to the state it is now. It's actually taking off. It's blossoming in many different ways that you've just described. What's your vision going forward from now for Ethical Reading? What I'd love to see is, you know, Reading really being starting to reckon, be recognised as a place where ethical business is done. So this is, um, you know, more broadly and developing our community of organisations. So we've got about 40, 44 organisations that are part of Ethical Reading, but there are many, many more organisations, obviously, that are based Mm -hmm. locally. And we'd love to be, you know, in the hundreds. Um, So we have a strong community. We have a vibrant community that are sharing good practices sharing their challenges, learning from each other, but also providing, you know, great workplaces for their employees. Uh, There's good work-life balance. Uh, And so, you know, when people are coming out of university, whether it be Reading University or or others, they're thinking, yeah, I want to work in Reading. You know, it's a great place. I I hear the business is done uh, ethically there. Uh, It's a wonderful place to live as well. So, you know, that is really bringing to life what ethical reading is about, and you know, there's ways to go to get. I think we're we've got a good foundation, uh, but there's a there's a long way to go. So that's part of it. The other part of it, of course, is the ethical cities movement, which is the broader vision that we've always had, which is really to learn uh, the lessons around how do we how do you create uh, an ethical city in Reading in our backyard, and and then capture that if you like in a box, put it in a box, and make it available for other cities. And we've had interest from. Um, a far afield as Melbourne, uh, in the uh, in Australia, uh, Oxford here, Newcastle in the UK as well, and Omaha in the US. And what we'd like to be able to do is support you know people like us in those places that want to create a movement, a regional movement in their space, and provide the knowledge uh, and the tools to them so that they can kickstart the development of an ethical city of them by themselves. So that's, mm. you know, and, we, and our, we're quite aggressive in our thinking around that. We'd love to have, you know, over the next 10 years or so, something like 50, 50 of these cities around the world. So it's a bottom-up kind of movement rather than a top-down movement. And I think it needs that passion and engagement of people uh, like yourself and other people. And we know they're there, you know, because, mm. um, you know, we've seen that in, in, the, in Reading itself. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, Reading... And his people, whilst they're fantastic, are not unique in that sense. (laughs) And there are many, many more passionate people around the world. So we'd love to engage with them. Yeah, I I agree that there's a a deep kind of call for this sort of approach. A lot of people are are finding they're not satisfied with the old way of of operating and they're, Mm. they're looking for something like this to get behind and well done you for getting it started. <laughs> well, absolutely. I think, that, you know, the pandemic in many ways has, has shown, I mean, there's a little, you know, it's, it's terrible, the devastation that it's caused and people have lost many loved ones. And it's it's been a terrible, um, you know, blight on economies, on, on, on families, 
throughout the world. But there have been some positives uh, as well. And people have seen that in terms of remote working, you know, that does actually work. Um, that cuts down on pollution, mm. that cuts down on travel time, which means that people have more time with their families. Life is a little bit more balanced for people that are working from home. So there are some real positives, which, you know, we're looking to encourage organisations to keep in mind and people to, to keep in mind as they come out of this so that when we go back to, to the work environment, that actually there are there are new there are lessons learned out of this so that the working environment is more flexible uh, it is um, better for the environment uh, and we are really in a better place we've accelerated mm. through that rather than being where we were um, before uh, the pandemic and i think that positions ethical reading in a in an important place of influence to help make those differences at this time Indeed, and we, we, we actually, that's uh, one of the things that we're looking to do is to develop basically a, a forum, um, because one of the things we do have is a good network of what I call deep thinkers, you know, people, particularly in universities um, in the region, who are specialists and, and, and whose research interests are in the area, but they also think deeply about these areas, both from an ethics and philosophical point of view, but also from a climate point of view, from an economics point of view, and from a business point of view. So, you know, a couple of the topics that are coming up, for example, in our in our events, one is around uh, responsible business and what are the lessons we take out of it. So Alex Edmonds um, from the London Business School, Professor Alex Edmonds will be talking about that to our, you know, to our partners uh, and supporters uh, at the end of the month. And we have Professor Wolf from Oxford University in, in the webinar uh, in July that's going to be talking about uh, risk in, in the time of pandemic. You know, to what extent mm. is it appropriate, for example, for the government to impose and limit what we can do in terms of our freedoms, but also in terms of protecting us from the risks of catching you know, the, the, the virus. And yet again, yes. there's another um, se uh, session that we're doing in June where Professor Liz Robinson, Elizabeth Robinson from uh, Reading University, um, specialist in um, environmental economics, will be talking about the, you know, personal choices we can make uh, that could impact the climate. So all of these are, um, you know, very, very important um, topics. I think we can we can get the, both organisations and individuals engaged in uh, and hopefully as a result of that get to a better understanding and a better place when we come out of the pandemic. Wow, really important role. Good to hear. And Gerbert, is there anything else you'd like to say about ethical reading that hasn't been covered so far? Uh, well, just get engaged, get involved. You know, this is this um, is about doing. This isn't about um, just talking. Talking is important, but at the same time, we have to make things happen. So, you know, if you are interested in what we do, if you like what you've heard, please do come to us, um, send us an email, give us a call. Our contact details are on our website. And we'd love for you to join up as a member join as a volunteer, or just have a chat with your manager about some of these ideas and topics in terms of, well, what is the what is our code of ethics policy in this workplace? What are our values? What is our purpose 
as an organization? I think those are great questions that people should be raising and talking about in their workplaces. Oh, well, thank you very much, Gerprit. My pleasure. Valuable insights there from Gerprit on how Ethical Reading went from an idea to the vibrant organization it is today, how its strength lies in being a grassroots movement of individuals while engaging with like-minded local businesses and organisations, and the Ethical Reading aims to be part of rebalancing capitalism, grounding it in social purpose, and starting a worldwide ethical cities movement. If you like what you've heard, do join us. The website is ethicalreading.org.uk. Membership is free. Come to a virtual meetup or webinar, get involved as a volunteer, become a partner organisation, or just help us by spreading the word to your networks. Together, we can make Reading a better place to live, work and do business. Music